Welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. I'm Chris S. along with my co-host Chris W. This podcast is dedicated to providing lighthearted, concise analysis on everything concerning West Ham. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. It's been a month of high highs and low lows for the Hammers. Uh, it's been a little bit since we last recorded. Uh, Chris, let's let's talk about the most recent game. After a very disappointing performance uh, a week ago, West Ham bounced back with a 3-0 win at Wolves. What did you, or sorry, uh, against Wolves? What did you think of the display? Yeah, so this game, compared to some others, has been really, really good. Uh, we've seen a lot of improvement in the team. Uh, we have some injuries which have affected us, but I think now we're getting back to that chemistry we had uh, in that September-October time frame. Uh, we had a really good link-up play between Paqueta, Bowen, and Kudis specifically as uh, more of our top three. And then I thought Alvarez played really, really well. Um, I was actually surprised he was the one that was chosen to get subbed off for Fernals, but, you know, whatever. And then uh, I thought Fabianski coming in, uh, you know, with Ariola Hurt has been pretty decent. Uh, there's not really been a ton of complaints uh, from my part on, on his performance. So I think uh, the team's playing really well. Our defense looked a little shaky uh, at times when they could counterattack, and specifically mm-hmm. when we have a lot of people forward um, and in the attack, you know, and then they can send a long ball through. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts, Chris? I mean, it's. Uh, I th- yeah, I think it was a game. game. It was a good game. It was a game where our technical quality definitely outclassed Wolves. I think all three of our goals were due to um, good individual displays from the, the passing from Paqueta and the finishing from, from Kudis and Bowen, not necessarily te- big team goals with big buildups, but just kind of one great pass with one great shot goal back in the net. Um, whereas Wolves just, just lacked that they didn't have, maybe they had the better team chances created kind of working the ball into our box. Uh, but, but we definitely had kind of that moment. Honestly, what, what, what concerns me is I don't think we really play. It was it was a better game, but we didn't play all that different than we did against Fulham. But the result was just drastically different. Do you think? Uh, on and and actually, we we lined up in a more offensive uh, formation or more offensive lineup with Fornals coming on for Alvarez. Obviously, shuffled around in positions a little bit. Do you think we really changed something since the Fulham game, or was this just kind of the two extremes of Moy's ball. Yeah, no, I, I do think we changed something uh, purely because of our starters that we had. We had a lot more quality on the field, even if we did play the same tactic and, and strategy going from Fulham uh, to Wolves. So in that respect, I think that was the difference between the 5-0 Fulham and the 3-0 in our favor Wolves. Um, one point of concern I have, though, is like you mentioned, it was that one pass to a really good goal uh, basically three different times. I mean, um, for sure, two times Piquetta to Kudis and then Bones goal was effectively the same thing. So that does concern me a little bit because I don't want to just play l- long ball to getting a goal will work sometimes. And it did work against Wolves. It will not work against the majority of the teams. They're too good. And it's we've talked about this before. It's been basically the theme of this season. It's very, very easy to find out. So I would... Um, 
I would be very hesitant to continue doing it, especially next week when now we've done we've attempted this two games in a row. They saw, you know, the team that we're going to play um, coming up or teams coming up can look back and see we're just kind of booting it to Kudis like, hey, make sure you, you guys are covering Kudis. So like um, keep a guy back and and that's going to stop it. Yeah, I think it, it, it is something that Moyes throughout his time uh, has not necessarily changed. And the teams, the teams that line up defending uh, our counterattacking play, either they don't commit too many people forward when they have the ball or in the case of like a, a forest or kind of a lower, lower team, they might just concede the possession fully and make us play with it. Uh, obviously with the games coming up, it's probably going to be more of the the former where the, the, the we're playing, the other team is playing with the majority of possession and, and we just have to, they will probably know what we're going to try and do and just game plan against it. One thing I would say is um, I, I think we, one, one difference that we made that, that, that has worked out well is, is where we play the th- three midfielders. I think one thing that changed a lot to, to make the Freiburg and the Wolves game look so different is that instead of Suchik playing as the more number 10, most advanced of the three, he's almost at times the deepest of the three and Ward Prowse has been pushed up further uh, up the pitch. Do you think the, even though it's, it's a lot of ways, the same personnel that's had an impact on anything? Um, that's a good question. And uh, I, I do think it's had an impact. I was actually thinking about this. Would you, you know, put Paquetta there in uh, center attacking mid? We've talked about that a bunch uh, earlier as well. I think Ward Prowse is the right one for that job purely because Paquetta can play well on the left side. Um, I So I, I do like our midfield three right now. Um, yes, Paquetta may be, you know, five to 10% more effective uh, at cam, but also you have to have Ward Prowse on the field because, I mean, did you see some of his shots? He placed one corner kick yeah. was almost in the goal and one of his free kicks was almost like so close to being a goal. So um, not only that, but I think, you know, he's a great player uh, besides his kicks. But so in answer to your question, I, I think this is our most effective lineup. Um, initially, I thought Paquetta being cam, like, yes, he, he is, I think, a better um, center attacking mid. You just don't have anyone on the left, and this is how you get all the midfielders in. Yeah, I almost wonder. It seemed like at times during the last game that that Paquetta came into the central, or well, uh, central as far as far as the width goes, but still pretty advanced. It was almost our our striker in a way, and then Bowen and Kudis played kind of wider off of him. Uh, so that kept our three midfielders kind of where they were. Paquetta almost as a false nine. Do you think that has any play going forward? Or yeah, does that just I, lack the presence up top? No, I, I do think that is. I think that is our way forward. Actually, um, with without having Antonio, I think Antonio changes things. And and we knew that as soon as he got hurt, this would our attack would have to change. Those three players being fluid because Kudis can play mm-hmm. center attacking mid as well. Uh, Bowen clearly can play right mid very effectively. So I think kind of the fluidity, like they all understand the position. Um, they cover for each other. I didn't notice uh, a hole, you know, when Paquetta would drift or even Kudis would drift more to the left side um, and, and cover, make a run when Bowen was had the ball. So I, the fact that I didn't notice a hole, I think is a big, uh, is a big tell that it's, we're covering well. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I think the only, 
I, I like that formation attacking a lot more. Uh, if if we kind of move all three of them more central flu and and have that fluid portion, um, I'm interested to see if if Moyes is is uh, bold enough to try it against these other teams because I think the only downside is that leaves less cover for our fullbacks. You know, if if we're in that four three three, then the the wingers have a more defined defensive role. Yeah, and, and Chris, actually going off that, what would you say is was our biggest mistake that game? Um, you know, we we had that fluidity between attack, and mm-hmm. I thought it was it was pretty decent there. Our defense was able to control the ball, and we passed back a lot to them and and kept possession. Um, Alvarez obviously had a great game. What would you say was the biggest mistake the team made? I think we our our mid. I don't know if it was our midfielder positioning per se. Um, but we left a lot of room open just in front of the back line. I think the problem was when Suchek and Ward Prowse got further forward, which they did a lot because we had the ball, and Alvarez has a tendency to play as part of the back line, which can help a lot. But that what that kind of does is if if he's in the back with the center backs. So that gives us a lot of cover in the box. And then Suchek and Ward-Prowse are a little more forward. That leaves a big box right at the top of, of the of the penalty box for which that they can exploit. I think we gave away – we didn't necessarily give them any shots there, but kind of they were able to work through that position to get shots elsewhere. Um, and we, we basically had to rely on a lot of blocks and a lot of kind of bad touches when they first got the ball into the box in order to clear. Yeah, and something actually interesting I heard uh, to back up what you're saying. Do you know out of the entire Premier League, we're the number one team to have passes in our box from the attack? Makes sense, team. yeah. And definitely. it makes sense, and that kind of shocked me because I was like, we do rely on blocks, like you were saying, a lot, and interceptions mm-hmm. like right there. And that's it's not always the like the bin but not break style isn't always bad. Like there, there are times – uh, I, like I think a lot of the touches that we give up are kind of at the top corners where we're not. I don't think we're very. We're gonna. Right. It's not as threatening. It's technically yeah. in the box, but it's, they're not going to score from there. I also don't think we our fullbacks do a good job of not letting them get get to the touchline. Um, to kind of those back passes for easy goals, I think we do a good job stopping that. We do kind of give a lot of right on the edge of the box around their um, touches that we maybe should give up. And part of that is because I think Moyes has drilled the back line to be so strict in their positions that they're not going to pull out to deny those because they don't want to leave any space behind. Um, I just think if we, if we do that, we have to rely on those center mids to patrol kind of that open area. And make sure they're yeah. disrupting the passes. Um, yeah, and and to touch on the fullbacks, I do think Emerson has played really, really well. I thought, uh, and and Sioux Fall too. Like if you notice throughout the game, how many mm-hmm. crosses he actually gets in, and how accurate the balls are uh, when he when he does cross specifically for the attack. Um, I, I think he's like a decent defender. I think he's actually like mm-hmm. a pretty good defender. He's, um, sometimes people get by him, and he can be beat by a ton of speed. Like if you play a Liverpool or something, but for the most part, like he really does contribute well on attack and Emerson too. Like Emerson is, mm-hmm. um, is, is really good. I think. Yeah. I think they both have been very good this season. I think Sufal has been especially good since Kudas came to that yes. position. Like the, the link up between those two 
um, seems to work out very well, where where Kudus has more freedom and Sufal kind of knows what his role is to overlap and get those crosses in and kind of give, take a defender off so that Kudus has the ability to cut inside. Um, and then, yeah, Emerson, he's, he's one of our, he's one of our best dribblers of the ball. Um, yeah. I think he, he had one just incredible nutmeg this game that uh, I don't know how, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the smartest move because it, it was risky for not a lot of payoff, but it, it was, it, it, it was, int- it was fun to watch. Um um, one thing to the first of all, I love Paquetta because every game there's one or two things that he does that I'm like, all right, that it's just like a little flair that he does, you know. And yeah. I think there's no way he's gonna pull it off. Like for instance, he had he did a back pass. He was he had two people, uh, one in front, one behind him, and he just like decided to back pass it. He didn't even it was a no look back pass, <laughs> and he got it right to Bowen or something. So that was kind of funny. But um, uh, Chris, overall, so. We had this 5-0 loss to Fulham, which was really deflating, um, and you know, lots of social media response, lots of response from the fans. And the players weren't very happy. You know, obviously, we also didn't put our best team forward towards Fulham, though. Come out, uh, we beat Freiburg 2-0, and then we come out and beat Wolves 3-0. Where do you think Moyes' position is, especially with how his contract's working, and um, at you know the end of this year, where do you think he sits specifically? I'd say with the board and with the fans. I think it's it's going to be it's it's tough to predict. I'd say he's more likely to stay on. Um I know the fans aren't are kind of up and down on on him. He I don't think he's done enough to make the board disappointed. Uh I mean he he, he performed great for us at times last season obviously getting us to win the Europa Conference League. We're I mean we're sitting I believe 8th right now in the Premier Leagues. It's obviously I think about as high as we can expect. I mean, the only team above us, the only team above us that um, doesn't have significantly more financial power than we do is Villa. Um, Cause I mean, Newcastle's above us, but they've just been spending unbelievable amounts of money the last few windows. And then you have United Tottenham city you know, all the usual suspects Um we're beat. We're ahead of Brighton barely. We're a good amount ahead of Chelsea. Uh, Wolves and Brentford in, in the past seasons had been had been fighting up there too, but but we're well ahead of them. So I, I really think we're in a pretty good position. I think we're playing a lot more entertaining football uh, than we have in the last couple of seasons. Like I think Moyes has really embraced. Uh, a more aggressive style, especially against kind of on more on the fringes where. I think we're playing against the mid table teams about the same style as we have been, but we're playing more aggressive against the top sides than we had been committing more people on the break. And then we're playing a lot more, lots more with the ball against the lower, lower table teams than we have in the past against the forest, against the, the Luton towns, against the um, even, even kind of the Burnley is just getting more, uh, being more aggressive and willing to really to risk it, uh, and I think it is it has been a, a more entertaining style, uh, and so I think he stays. And I'm I'm yeah. in, besides just the collapse. I think I'm happy with him staying. No, I agree. I, I think from the board's perspective, you have to look at we won the conference league last year. We 
now qualified for well qualified for Europa, but also pushed through the group stages. Uh, we have a decent chance there. I you know I guess it's another discussion for if um, you know we can actually go all the way. I think we have the capability to, but I also think we need. Uh, we're going to have to focus 100% on that, just like we did with Freiburg compared to uh, giving up full on 5-0. Uh, so I think we have the capacity there. I think we'll go decently far in Europa. Um, and then if you come up with a top 10 finish, I, I don't see how you can let him go because yeah. he produced a top 10 finish. He did decent in Europa. You know, we got If we had mm-hmm. come out in the group stages, I think people would have been pretty disappointed. Uh, now quarterfinals even you know if you go to like round of 16 it, i i feel like we'll get past um especially with the bye i think we have a good chance to get to like quarterfinals or semifinals and yeah. sure maybe we lose a game there and get disqualified okay but that's still a pretty decent result overall yeah and i mean if we dropped one game out of six and the europa league took care of business against i mean honestly some Pretty difficult teams. teams. I mean, Olympiakos and Freiburg, I think, are both solid, solid teams. Uh, and we we won three of our four against those. Um, and I would say the game we lost against Olympiakos was maybe a little harsh in terms of, of, of how the game was played versus the result. Um, and, and I think we need to not lose, lose sight of we lost our best player in decades probably like it probably our best player of the last 15 years, at least, if not 20, you know, in, in rice, who was also a club captain. We're still only two and a half years removed from not having uh, Mark Doble as kind of the locker room presence. I know he's still around the club, but as far as a player and we've been remarkably consistent without those two. And I think that is a testament to the job Moise has done and the job the recruiting department and Steiden and, and, and Mark and Mark Noble and his role have done um, making sure that, that Moise is given the talent needed to, to succeed still. Yeah. I mean, speaking about Steiden, that's, that's a great topic to bring up. Kudis and has been incredible for us right now. And you would think that in past seasons, especially when you lose Antonio, that's a, big big loss to your offense especially when the we play the way we do and his hold up play is so so important to our offense here i mean yeah sure we've probably lost a little bit but we really haven't skipped a beat with kuda scoring goals and bowen being on as fire on um fire as he is what do you think of that and and would you give uh Steiden more of more leeway or um what do you think of how the offense is going to go in january i guess is what i'm getting to this is tough. I, I we definitely need a striker. I just don't think there's going to be one available in January. I, I don't think there's ever. It is extremely rare that you find value in January. It's, it's impossible to find value with certainty with like a certain established player. Like I think the going back to January signings, I think the only one I can think of that worked out is the last one that worked out that I can recall was when Bowen and Suchek were signed. But both of those were coming from, Bowen was coming from a championship club. Suchek was coming from the Czech league. So neither of those were were certain to work. They did pay off, but like there's no, if if you're buying an established player, you're going to have to overpay for them in January. So I don't know what there's out there for us to get. Um, 
I think Solanke would be brilliant. I've uh, uh, there's there had we had supposedly been interested in Gaiorcas uh, recently of. Um, Oh, he's in the championship last year. I don't know if it was Blackpool or which team he was. I think he's, he's he plays for Porto now or Sporting, Sporting, sorry, in the Portuguese league. And they said, I think they came out today or yesterday saying uh, they wouldn't sell him in January for anything less than $100 million, And we're not going to spend that. Um, no chance. So I don't. I just don't think there's the type of player we need. If would would typically. Uh, a signing in January is going to end up like Danny Ings. It's going to be a person you have to overpay to get there and is pro- is only available because the other team has no place for them uh, in the, in their, in their squad. And so I think with what we have available, I say we hold out to yeah. until, unless, unless a target comes that I'm not, that I don't know of at this point. I just don't think there's, I don't think someone that's actually, I, I don't see who we sign for anything less than fifty million. That yes. certainly is going to beat out. Like, if we had to have play a striker like Mubama, like what? There's just not. I don't. Not that person available. Well, yeah. So I agree, and I'm thinking about what if what if we signed a left mid that was Kudis's ability. Okay, so not necessarily to replace Paqueta, but you could have a Paqueta. Um, put him back in the center the center midfield mix you've got bowen you've got antonio who should come back he's it's not a season ending ending injury so you've got bowen technically you still have ings even though i'd never really put that up there but if you needed to shift someone else in there you could put kudis up there like he's just as good so is it that we just need another attacking player or is it that we need a full-blown striker i think it's a striker i don't I don't think Paqueta's at his best on the left, but if if we wanted a potentially really good player, give Cornet or Cornea some chance. Like, I am surprised we haven't seen more of him this season. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's been because Moyes doesn't rate him, or if it's just that he had injury stuff that it took a while to come back from. I mean, he's had that in the past, but um, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't played him a little more either. Um, but like, I again, like this January signing is. I'm not really that optimistic that whoever we got would would play better than Cornet given the chance. Like if if both were put into the side for ten games, is that person really going to be better? Probably not. Um, it to be available in January. So, right. yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think also we've had Mavropanos, uh, and that was another good signing over summer. And he, mm-hmm. even though. So it's tough because he had two goals in the Premier League for his two starts that did cost us the uh, the game, you know. Um, yeah. They were either an own goal or a really bad pass that led to an easy goal. So that's been heartbreaking. However, for every other game he's played, even those two games, mm-hmm. for the 30 seconds that he messed up, you know, set that aside, he's been really solid. Yeah, I think he's been really good. He's a really unique profile of defender in terms of he's – very big but also very pacey and generally pretty good on the ball like his the he he kind of had brain lapses or like like mental mistakes more than yeah. technical mistakes so like Dawson was the type of defender who would make technical mistakes to give up a goal if it doesn't feel like Mavropanos is making those mistakes cuz he's incapable it's just 
a bad decision. So like, yeah, cause he, he has really good long balls. He, he's had some really good runs, especially in the Europa league where he's, he's taken the ball up the field a lot. Um, I am I'm, I'm intrigued to see what he does. I thought there was a notable difference um, when this past game was when Zuma came back in it, it, the offense flowed a little differently. It wasn't necessarily horrible. Like it, obviously we, we scored three goals, but um, there's definitely a difference in what Zuma and Mavropanos offer. Zuma, obviously much more adept defensively, um, but probably doesn't offer as much of the pass- passing range as Mavropanos. Yeah, and I've actually really liked what Aguirre's been uh, bringing to as well with, yeah. with the long balls. He's got uh, actually a, a precise cannon, I would say. Um, oh, and, yeah. You know, sometimes he hits the ball and it's like a perfect pass. And I think, was that just Paquetta? Or, you know, and I have to look, I'm like, man, that was a weird, like he nailed that, you know? Yeah, he's he's honestly the, he's the type of center back that like a city buys, like yeah. that, that Pep would want in his team. The type that can really work in a very possession heavy center back dominant um, scheme. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so, Chris, we've got a couple of tough games coming up. Uh, Arsenal being on the horizon. Uh, Liverpool's mm-hmm. coming up pretty soon. What Do you switch anything with our current formation? Do you play for uh, goal mitigation there? Or do you think we're good enough to really actually try for the win? Do you just sit back and let them hammer us and then try to get a goal out of counterattack? What, what's your going-in game plan there? Yeah, I think we have to. I think we have to go for goals. Not. I don't think we fully commit forward, but I think we can't. We can't back down and only have twenty percent possession. We're not going to win that if if we do. Um, tough thing is, you know, Arsenal and Liverpool really haven't scored that many more goals than us. It's just that they've conceded so many fewer. Um, so, I think we need to. I think we need to just play our kind of shoot for 35 possession, hit them on the break when we can, have a solid back line, but still be willing to commit people forward for things like corners, uh, you know, have our fullbacks overlap when we get the chance. Like we're still, we still have to create chances. What about, what would you yeah. do? No. Yeah. So it's interesting. We've got uh, some main news coming up next. And with them, we're sitting almost right next to them in the table. Uh, I would I would go for gold there, especially because we've got a little break with Europe. I think we will. We'll play very well mm-hmm. against or very well. We'll play our best team against them. Um, Arsenal, I think, is, is going to be tough. You have to go into that. Um, like you were saying, even that 35 percent position. I don't know if you're going to get to 35 percent. They are a really, really good team. Yeah. So. I think man, you you go for it a little bit more, um, and and tell the team like, hey, uh, I guess more offensive instructions. Whereas Arsenal, like they're they're gonna bat the net. In my opinion, you have to go for that counterattacking goal. Um, yeah. So with so the the Liverpool game is in the the quarterfinal of the EFL Cup. Yep. And United is in the Premier League, three days apart. It schedule gets a little tight after that. So I mean, it, we don't have Europa, but we do have a good amount of fixtures after that. Would you prefer to come away with, let's say we win one, we lose one. Which of those two would you prefer to come away with the win, the cup or the the league? That's interesting. Um, I'd come. I understand if you disagree with me, but I would come away with a win in the premier league. Mm. The reason I say that is because the cup historically we have not done great at, we have lost some games, uh, 
that were against either lesser teams or we get to the finals or you know the um like quarterfinals semifinals and and get swept or something so I don't think we play as well in the cup. I also think we've got a greater chance to do well. I'd rather beat Man U purely because, you know, we're um we're right next to them on the table. I think if it was like an Arsenal and then a City coming up in the Premier League, I'd go for the cup a little bit more. It, yeah, it, I think that's my thoughts. What are you thinking? I, I would go for the cup. So let me Okay. So if we win this, we're on to the semis. Yeah. Let me read you the other teams that are currently so we have we're playing Liverpool, but if we beat Liverpool, these are the teams that are left: Chelsea and Newcastle. Both would be very tough if we got Capable. them. Yep. But they're playing each other, so only one of them advances. Yeah. Yep. Everton versus Fulham, and Port Vale versus Middlesbrough. Yeah. So if we get beyond, if we beat Liverpool, it's it's possible that there's a pretty clean path to the final. It's possible. However, we lost to Everton and we lost to Fulham. We have, you know? but but like, I still think, I still think we'd be slightly favored in in either matchup. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. I still, I still think you favor Premier League because, and I guess the re- the underlying reason I would say I would favor Premier League is I'm very, I'm worried that we won't win Europe, and we would need to qualify next year. That's in the true. Premier League, yeah. And I'm thinking when we when we start getting advanced in Europe, we're gonna give away some Premier League games for Europe. Um, three points here could be really big against Man U. That's that's a good point. That is a good point because that pushes us further. That pushes us above them, and and really we'd be in either sixth or let me let me just see. I think we, we'd be in we'd be in sixth or seventh with probably yeah. a one or two point cushion. If, yeah, it'd be six with um, a one-point cushion, as, assuming Newcastle loses as well. Yeah. But still, I mean, that'd be solid. And we would be one game behind Tottenham at that point, which is um, which is pretty solid. So, yeah. I I, I, I could see either way. I Now, which way do you think Moyes is going to go? I think Moyes is going to play, um, play for the Cup because I think he needs easy – I would say he needs easy victories – not easy victories, but like he needs um, feathers in his cap, right? Mm-hmm. Going in, I think in the Premier League we're doing well. He wants to finish top ten. I'd say that's his goal. Yeah. And we've we're way ahead of um, like I think one team below us is close to us, and the rest are like two or three games behind. So we really yeah. can take an L in this next one and and still be okay, just like we did against Fulham. I think I think he'll play the full the best lineup against. Man United in the, in the league, and I think he'll yeah. probably make like two or three changes, but still a very strong side in the cup. Yeah. Um, you now think Liverpool we, are going to play their hearts out for it because they're no, competing for a title. No, no, no. I think they. Yeah. I think let's see. Let me look at their games. Oh no, they're going to rest some people. I think because they play Arsenal at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Um, I think Klopp's definitely going to focus more because those are. Whoever That's wins title. that game has the inside track on the title. Um, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, actually, that may change the calculus a little bit because Real Liverpool is not going to put as much weight against. Yeah. I, they, I mean, yeah. they're so they have they're so good though. Oh. Their whole second team is would still give yeah. us a ridiculous game, they're, and they'd probably still be favored. They're not. They they're still. not as deep as City, but yeah, they have ooh, some real. If 
even if they played half their starting normal starting lineup, it would be a really tough game. Yeah. We struggled with Sala last time. We always do. Yeah. Every team, every time. Can't freaking stop that guy. Well, so we do have, we mentioned before, we we do have a little bit of gap in the Europa League uh, because we did place first in our group. Big win against Freiburg. Um, We're off, I think, until late February in terms of of those games. And and we obviously don't know who we're going to play yet because the, 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 the round between the those that dropped out of the Champions League versus the second place finishers in the groups uh, still hasn't been played. Do you think we have a shot at winning the, the Europa League this year? Yeah, I, I definitely think we have a shot. And I think that the only one of the only reasons we have a shot is because of who we signed in the summer. I think our, our signings have been so good recently. Our team is meshing well. I definitely think we have a shot. You, like anyone that counts West Ham out hundred percent is um, I don't think knows our yeah. team. I would, I say we win. I was much more confident to win the conference league last year because there are some good teams in Europe, uh, mm-hmm. Europa. I, I am confident we can get to the semifinals. Um, I think, wow, I think that's can, bold. Yeah. I, I am confident we can get there. I think we've got the team. I think anything past the semifinals gets like we have a chance, but we have to play. You know, it, it depends on the See, matchup. It depends on how we play. I'm more. I'm much more pessimistic. I I think there are too many good teams in here. Okay. Um, now, given we we won't have to play all of them if we you know yeah. they'll they'll be knocked out. But these are the the other group winners: Brighton, Rangers, Atalanta, who are pretty good in yes. in, in Italy, Liverpool, Villarreal, who have been always tricky in the past, Slavia Prague. Uh, and Bayer Leverkusen, who are dominating the Bundesliga right now. Really good. Um, they they're they won all six matches, although they didn't have a very tough tough group. But scored nineteen goals compared to three conceded. They were just dominating teams. And then the t- the other teams that have dropped out: Galatasaray, Shakhtar Donetsk, BSC Young Boys, uh, Feyenoord, Roma. Sporting, Braga, Milan, Rennes, Benfica. Those are okay. all kind of like those big, the big teams that are in the. the we the only still. we only struggle against Sporting and Roma out of that list that the, of the drop downs. Oh, oh, sorry, Milan as well. Uh, Milan, okay. I still Milan think, has been really good. Milan's been really good too. I still think we get through. We for sure get through the quarterfinals. I would be yeah. more shocked if we got through if we didn't get through the quarterfinals. I think we have a really good chance of getting mm-hmm. through the quarterfinals. I think we have a a decent chance depending on matchup. If we, I mean, obviously, if you get Leverkusen, yeah, yeah I, I think the I only think teams, can, I think... the only teams we would not be favored against in our next match would probably be Milan and Roma. Yeah. Um, but then Liverpool, Leverkusen, there's there's some still good teams left that uh it's so it's just tough. It's just it's all, all, all I'm saying is we, we have a ways to go. Well, I think I think we need some other teams to knock out some of the giants to help us. Um now are you happy with a tenth place finish in Premier League and a quarterfinal exit? I think I am. I think I am. I, I've I've been really entertained by the Europa League games. Uh, I thought we've played well in the Premier League. 
Um, I think if you would ask me at the beginning of the season, I would be really happy, especially kind of with how the rice thing went down. Um, yeah. I mean, and like, so let's think of the, so rice being sold, our team looked really kind of broken after that in a lot of ways. We, Bowen was, didn't have his contract at the point. Suchek had been, had been a terrible player last year. We, you know, we hadn't signed Kudis yet. There are a lot of big question marks. Now, Kudis has been, a, like, since then, Kudis has really broken out. Bowen's been both uh, his bet. He's playing the best he's ever played for us. And we signed him to an extremely long-term contract. Suchek's back on form. Paqueta stayed with us. We thought he might have gotten sold too. Um, so I just think where we're at, I'd be happy. Yeah, see, it's interesting. I... I wouldn't be upset for sure. I would, I would, would I attribute it to a good season? I would say it would be a decent season coming back off rice. However, I think if you increase one of those two, so you, you exit in the semifinals compared to, or you finish, let's say like eighth or higher. It, one of those two where I'd be like, yes, that was actually a really good season. I think it would be an okay season if we did like the 10th of quarterfinals, anything below that I would say is like a, a disappointing exit before quarterfinals. Um, or you know would be would be really heartbreaking and also finishing less than 10th with the team we have we can we should be finishing above 10th yeah i, I would agree top half is where I'd, I'd be i wouldn't be happy with the premier league finish anything outside of top half yeah. um but think of the upgrade to our team like you were talking about too so for now used to i i still really like the player i think he's really good i mm-hmm. um i want to keep him but he doesn't start anymore ben rama is not seeing a ton of time lately either yeah i mean both of them were starters at one point for a, a large stretch of games so you know kind of look at that and see what what team we've got there um yeah i mean you know obviously we used to have Agban and now he's he's gone a little bit and cresswell like when we had cresswell i I think this team defensively is much better, like upgraded two or three levels from when we had Cresswell on the team. So overall, like now that we're talking about, yeah, we'd be disappointed with the top half. We'd be disappointed with the quarterfinals, like, or, you know, exit. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's definitely come a long way, especially, like, I'm not, and our like our midfield is still one of our strengths, even with Rice gone, having Ward-Prowse and Alvarez basically take over. That has has really solidified a lot. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm happy with the, the outlook for the team for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, we've got some uh, some tough games coming up. Uh, it'll be pretty interesting, I think, to see how we line up. Uh, like you said, maybe going a little bit more for Liverpool, uh, based on how we can predict what Moyes is doing. But uh, any any closing thoughts? Anything? We've got January transfer window coming up in like twelve or thirteen days. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably be back with another episode. Um... At, you know, right after the new year, kind of at the beginning of that transfer window. Um, got a lot of games since then. This is it's really strange in my thought that, that the Premier League tends to ramp up the schedule where most of the other leagues, I know Germany has like a big break. And uh, so we're going to get a lot of football over the next few weeks to watch and, and analyze. And so I'm excited about that. Uh, it's just a, a, lot, a lot against a lot tougher competition. So I hope I hope the results pour through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, Chris, the last thing I have to say, come on, you irons. Come on, you irons.